things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people, and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. family, this next series of episodes of the podcast are going to be the messages I've been preaching uh, over the last uh, 2022, 2023 uh, here in my home church, Hope St. Pete. Uh, I pray that they bless you. I pray that they, I pray that they inspire you in your faith, grow you in your faith, and grow you in your feelings. Yep. Okay. High five the person next to you because I see some of you are still chatting. And uh, go ahead and take your seat. We're going to jump right in. Go Jaguars. So, um, you know, I've been in the church so long at this point. It feels weird. But um, I remember every time our pastor would be like, LSU won. I'd be like, nobody cares. Nobody cares, bud. Nobody cares. And then the Jaguars won. And I, yeah, nobody cares. But I understand now and I feel bad. So um, this is my Jaguar outfit, and I'm really excited about it. So you guys are just going to have to contend with it. Go Jaguars. We're going to lose the next game. It's fine. But the fact that we are where we are today, you know, you got to celebrate the wins, guys. Celebrate the wins. It's a year of victory. It is. That's our, my husband and I, the whole thing is it's the year of victory for us. So I'm like, Lord, is that the Jaguars? And he was like, don't, don't push it. Don't push it. Be happy where you're at. So anyways, I just wanted to encourage you guys uh, today as it's our 20, we're like, we're kicking off 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you were just like, no, my God, no. And yes, it is. We're kicking off 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I cannot wait to talk about this with you. Fasting and praying is one of my most favorite things ever. Because fasting should never be your last resort. It should be your first response. And so as we head into these 21 days of prayer and fasting, what I really would like to do today is echo what Pastor Stavon was talking about last week. If you watched online, he talked about how to fast. And so what I'd like to do today is talk about how to pray. And so because fasting really does bring a level of communion into our walk with God, fasting brings a level of comfort. And so you cannot have one without the other. But before we start, I just want to pray, and then I'm going to jump in, do a little uh, series uh, intro, and then we're going to jump right in into what Jesus says in the Word of God of how to pray. Uh, You guys ready? for the first Sunday of the year. Here we go. Father God, we love you. God, there is none like you. Lord, thank you that you are more than uh, feelings. You are more than religion. You are more than tradition. You are more than the struggles and the things that we face. God, you are so much bigger than all of it. We ask that you overwhelm us this year. God, that you show us your hand this year, that it is a year of victory, God, for many of us. Lord God, we just pray that uh, even today, Lord, as we learn how to pray and really uh, engage uh, fasting, Lord God, that we would do it uh, in a way that is um, easy because your yoke is easy, God. Your burden is light. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. We say amen. 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 So why do we fast? Guys, it is so good to fast. Pastor Stavon did a way better message than I could ever preach about fasting. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the 10 peso version of what he was talking about. Fasting is a level of refrain. We do it because we love God and we want to get closer to God. So what we do is we take things in our life that may be, uh, for some of us, it will be food. 
this one. And for others, it might be social media, also this one. And so what we'll do is we'll take things out of our life that are taking up time or we should be reading our Bible or we should be spending time with God in other ways. And what we do is we fill our time and our life over 21 days with all things Jesus. How do I go to work? Same, like always, don't go to work like a weirdo with like throwing Bible at people. You just go to work like normal and you pray and you seek God and you, you, know, you respond a little differently. You know, when you maybe fast that lunch that you normally go uh, out with friends because you stay back and, you know, maybe you do a smoothie and you're reading your Bible and you take that time to really go, God, what do you want today? What is your strategy today? Fasting, man, it, it, huh, it's like unplugging from the world and plugging back into Jesus. Because there's so many things in life, especially at the beginning of the year, you start like re resolutions and I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that. And you start plugging into all the things that you're hoping the year will be. And our hope is in the next 21 days, you don't do that. But instead you plug into the hope of the world. You plug into Jesus and you say, God, what do you want my year to look like? Now, fasting is great, but fasting without prayer is just starving yourself. And your girl doesn't need to do that. Um, and so uh, what the thing about fasting is that if you're not fasting and seeking God in communion, into you know, that verse that we have up during our prayer time, it says, rejoice, always pray continually. This is God's will for your life, right? What does that look like to pray continually? It just means like at all times you are in communion. I'm, I'm married, so to this beautiful husband with a Jaguar shirt here in the front. And so um, the thing about Esteban and I is we're always in, we're always talking, whether it's by text, whether we're just, you know, always chatting in one way or another. We're always talking. We're always, hey, babe, what are you doing here? What are you doing today? What's your schedule look like? Let's go for a walk. Like, I always look at my relationship with Jesus my covenant relationship with Jesus, like my covenant commitment to my husband, like my best friend. And it would be weird if I just lived with Estevan and never spoke to him. And what happens is, during the 21 days of fasting, we stop living like roommates with Jesus and instead re-engage into the covenant relationship that we're meant to be in. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Okay. Let's jump right in. Okay, so I'm not even on the right page. Um, so what happened was, okay, so 21 days of prayer and fasting, whoops, did that part. Fasting is voluntary, strengthening, and humbling. You talked about that last week. And so today we're going to talk about praying. I'm going to jump right into Luke 11. Okay, that's where we're going to live today. Luke 11 is where the disciples actually ask Jesus, how do you pray? They didn't ask, uh, I don't know, all the things that I think I would have asked. Like, why do we have Peter here? Are you going to kick Judas out of the group? You know, things like that. Like, <laughs> the real things that I feel like the disciples should have asked. Like, they didn't ask that. Like, hey, can you, you know, you know, I know you like bread. Can you do pizza? Like, what are the different things? Can you do the wine thing more often? Like, all those things that I probably would have asked. The disciples actually asked, how do you pray? Here they are, they're walking with Jesus, and they're seeing him do some pretty incredible things. Like miracles, signs, and wonders. Walking on water, doing all crazy types of things that, I don't know about you guys, but I am believing God for some crazy walk on water stuff this year. Yeah. I am believing God. I have some things going on personally in my life that I need to move from God. I need God to literally show up. I need God to show up and give things and show things and move me in the right direction. 
even as a marriage, we're believing for things. We are believing for miracles. We are believing for things in our health. We are believing for some incredible things, and we are believing God for miracles. And so the disciples see Jesus doing these things, and he's like, this dude prays a lot. This must be the key to all of these things. And so we find them in Luke 1. Now it came to pass, as Jesus was praying, in a certain place, when he seized, then one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. In another Bible translation, it says, Jesus was praying like he had done before. Praying wasn't something Jesus did every once in a while or when he was fasting. His communion with the Father was nonstop. And so we find Jesus doing that again, and his disciples are like, okay, can you teach us how to do this? And Jesus said, when you pray, say this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who are indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And for many translations, for thine is a kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We've prayed this prayer. I prayed this prayer when I played basketball in high school. None of the, nobody was a Christian, but for some reason we would pray that prayer at the beginning of everything. It was like the prayer. Everyone knows to pray it, but nobody knows why we pray it. It's just like the cool, easy Christian prayer. But the truth is, when Jesus laid out this prayer, it was a legitimate key that could unlock miracles, signs, and wonders. And so, he started off, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. He started with praise. How many of us start our prayers with praise? I usually start my prayer with, Oh God. (laughs) So what happened was, I didn't mean to do that. I'm going to need you to come in and work that out. No, I, I don't usually start my prayer with praise. And as I, a couple years ago, um, I had a friend of ours uh, preach an incredible message on prayer. And I realized I was starting the prayer wrong. I started wrong. Jesus said, you start it with our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Why do you do that? Because you're putting his goodness and his greatness ahead of everything. You got to know who you're asking. You know what I'm saying? Like when you, I remember asking my mom for things and um, there were uh, times where uh, I, I would ask her for something that I knew she was the only one who she could hook me up with this. My dad worked a lot. I, we didn't get to see him as much as my mom. My mom was really the one in our home who was handling all of our day-to-day needs. And so when I asked my mom, I knew it carried a weight. My dad would always say, go ask your mom. And so when I asked mom, I knew when I was asking mom, I was getting the money response, the no response, the my brother and sister. I was getting everyone's response in one. When you go to God in praise, it's because you're going, I know who I'm talking to. I know who you are. I know what you've done. I know what you're going to do, and this is why I'm coming to you. So when I start my prayer, I literally go through this. When I'm praying, when I forward get up out of bed, I say the same thing. Our Father uh, in heaven, hallowed be your name. I do it in my own way, in my own chatty way. And so I don't know what your way is and how you pray, but this is how I pray. Lord, I love you. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are good and you are God. This is your day. You made this day. Before I even ask anything, before I even bring my petitions to God, guys, he knows us. 
You think he doesn't know what you need? He knows exactly what you need. But what if during these next 21 days when we're refraining and unplugging from the world and plugging back into Jesus that we start our day with praise? What would it look like if you put on a worship song that you just jam and it's your favorite song and you listen to it every morning? I have a song that lasts about 10 minutes. That every, it hits a certain part, I'm already crying. I'm like, I am walking the streets, and I'm already like, I might need to go find a corner. Like, it's one of those worship songs that when it comes on, I'm done. Some of you need to find that in the next 21 days and engage that song every morning and start your day with praise. Because Jesus was like, hey, you want to do the signs and the miracles and all the things that we're doing? Praise. You want to see God move on your behalf? You want to see God bless your marriage? You want to see God bless your kids? Praise. You want to see God bring provision? You want to see God do miracles? You want to see all those things that we read about in the Bible? Praise. Then it goes on. So we start with praise. And then he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He prays with purpose. Man, there's something about knowing that he's God. There's another thing about knowing that he's holy. But the purpose, submitting to God's authority. It's like you're saying, God, I know this is a dumpster fire. And I know heaven is not a dumpster fire. So if you could somehow, Lord, in your goodness and in your awesomeness, bring heaven to earth. Guys, we have one job as believers in Jesus, and that's to bring heaven to earth in our, the way we love, in the way we lead, in the way we serve. Our whole job is to engage heaven in such a way that when people encounter us, they encounter the king. And so as you say, hallowed be your name, the kingdom come, thy will be done. God, I'm not going to ask you for anything until I tell you first that whatever you want to do, I will follow. Whatever you want to say today, God, I will listen. God, whatever person you put in front of me, even that one lady who I want to karate chop in the neck, Jesus, I'm okay with that. Lord, bring them to me. Show me what you want, God. Let me be a light in the darkness. Let, Lord, use me. Send me. All those things you're praying before you even ask. Yeah. I think we do a lot of asking and not a lot of praising. Yeah. And there's not a lot of purpose to our prayer the purpose is more like, God, could you fix this? It's more our prayer is a last resort instead of a first response. Yeah. And that's not kingdom. That's just sad. And so we find it. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he goes on to pray for provision. Give us this day our daily bread. He doesn't say give us this day enough for the year. Give us this day enough for the week. Give me enough, Lord God, for my 401k. Lord, give me enough. No, give me my daily bread. Lord, just get me through the day. Lord, if you could just give me enough peace, enough strength, enough hope for the day. Lord, I believe that, Lord, all the things that I have asked of you, all the things that I'm believing for, Lord, just get me through the day. Your daily bread. What is your daily bread? Some of you need to engage the word. The word of God, it is living, it is true. It says in John that he was the word, that the word became flesh, that the word is alive. Some of you just need to engage the word. Some of you need to read a Psalms a day during the next 21 days of fasting. We pray with praise, we pray with purpose. And we pray for provision. 
Guys, you need to be asking God, but asking for the right things. Chadi, what's wrong with the things that I'm asking for? They're all, you know, God's not in the business of giving you what you want. Wait. God is not in the business of giving you what you want. God is in the business of giving you what you need. If God would have given me what I wanted, I would have the weirdest tattoos from 1998. It would have been a bad year for me. I think about the things that I wanted as a kid, you know? And the reality is, is if God would have given me those things, I would be a real different person. I remember, uh, I don't know if you, I've never shared this, so you wouldn't know this, but I was actually engaged to be married before I met my husband, before we started dating. And um, Stephen and I were dating, and and, uh, I was like, I don't want to be in a serious relationship. And then I started dating someone else, bad decision and I got engaged to this person and it was a very very tumultuous relationship it lasted four months it was just it was really bad I needed a lot of counseling after it was said and done and I remember the Lord told me stop dating I just need you to stop dating you're making bad life decisions could you stop dating and I was 21 years old and I was like okay Lord I'll stop dating he said because you've already met your husband and I was like oh who is he, Jesus? Tell me. I am ready. I am your daughter. Give him to me. And she was like, it's Esteban. And I was like, who? Have I? I'm sorry. Is this a different Esteban than the guy that I've known since he was 14 and had a weird little mustache? That guy? He was like, it's Esteban. Esteban had a girlfriend, a very serious girlfriend. And the Lord told me, this is going to sound weird. Nobody get weird and start stalking people. You're I've picked someone for you. This is, this is the guy you're going to do life with for the rest of your life. You're not allowed to date for the next year. I already told you who your husband is. So I took a little picture of Esteban, and I put it in my car. And when people would ask me who he was, I was like, this is my boyfriend. <laughs> now, mind you, I've known Esteban since I was 14. It's not like a rando. Like, we knew each other. And I, at one point, I told him, you might want to break up with your girlfriend because we're going to get married. It was weird. His mom was not happy with me. It took many years to get over that. Um, I say all that to say that he was exactly what I needed. And when I made choices about what I wanted, I put myself in very, very bad situations. It took me a very long time to get over. And some of us, I say it in a funny way about our relationship. You know, we're, we're coming up on almost 20 years of being engaged, 19 years of marriage in February. And I think, I remember sitting in a restaurant with Esteban when we were 17 years old. And I said, I think one day we're going to be in ministry together. I think we're going to be pastors. And he said, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I was like, I know it's weird, right? But I think maybe. And he was like, no, but that's cute. Where are we going for lunch, you know? And um, I just think, guys, that if you seek God with praise, you truly surrender your life, and you just ask him for what you need today, he'll give you what you want, but it's so much better than what you thought. Amen? So then we go on. He said, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. There's something about asking Jesus for things, but you are a bitter human who's mean to people. There's something about hoping for the best for yourself, but you treat everybody else badly. So 
<laughs> I know this is really down the list, but sometimes I hit it real high. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, Lord, I know I'm supposed to praise and do all these other things first, but just in case, I just want to ask you forgiveness if I've done anything that is sketch city that I perhaps have missed. Also, Lord, if I've done anything that I don't realize that I've done, bring it to my remembrance. Show me, Lord, did I offend anyone? Lord, and all these people that may have hurt me, Lord, bless them. Woo! You want to not be mad no more? Pray for the person you're mad at. Ugh. You want to not be mad anymore? Pray for the person who did you wrong. Lord, bless them. Lord, bless their families. Lord, bless their going and their coming. Lord, talk to them. Lord, give them, just let them come home to a check today, Jesus. You want to see the bitterness and the, all the ook and gook in your heart come flushing out? Pray for the people that have hurt you. And God knows this. So he put it in the word. Like, hey, I want to bless you, but will you bless others in the midst of the hurt? And then he goes on. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Pray for protection. And so we find God saying, hey, start with praise. Pray for purpose. Pray for provision. Pray for pardon. And then pray for protection. It silences the voice of the enemy and lets, your vo and lets his voice reign supreme when you pray for protection. When you pray like, God, just cover me, Lord. What happens is when you're walking around the day and things start going haywire and things are really struggling for you, you go, ha, wait a second, covered. I prayed that this morning. I know that God is with me. And like, I have been reading a lot of the Old Testament as of late. And so when the people of Israel were in the wilderness and they were struggling and they were trying to head to their promised land, the, by day and by night, the presence of God was visible. It was a cloud and a pillar of fire. They were like walking around. And there was like a gigantic cloud of the presence of God. And they always knew where to go because there was a cloud. And then at night, when things were dark and scary in a wilderness filled with like, wilderness things and then there was a gigantor pillar of light there that they would watch guys his presence is still that awesome he is still before you. He is still behind you. He is still moving on your behalf. And as you walk out your life, that is the confidence that you should walk your life out in. Come on, you guys can give God a hand for that. That's the confidence that we walk out our lives in. God is ahead of me. God is behind me, God. And you know, there's so many different things. I could go into 20 million other things to prove this to you, but it's the word of God. And God is with you. And God in these next 21 days wants to show you how much he is with you. Yeah. Test him in this. Yeah. Test him. It says to test him. Ask him, God, God, I know you're real. God, you've shown yourself real before. Show me in these next 21 days, God, as I seek after you, as I refrain from things that maybe I have plugged into that I need to unplug. And so Jesus tells them how to pray. And it's awesome. But then he doesn't stop there. He says, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is not shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give, give it to you. I say to you, Though he will not rise and give, give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence he will rise and give him 
what he needs. Guys, some of you aren't even persistent in your asking. Some of you aren't even persistent. If you are wondering why you don't have any miracles, signs, and wonders in your life, where's your prayer life? Some of you are wondering why you don't feel God. You know, some of you come in during worship and you don't feel God. You're like, oh, God's not with me anymore. I don't feel God. God is not a feeling. He is a person. My husband will be standing next to me during worship. And my eyes are closed, right? And I don't feel him. He's not holding my hand. But I know he's there. Some of you have forgotten that the Holy Spirit, that God, the King of kings and Lord of lords, is like a, he's like a, a careless whisper. And he's like right here. He's like a whisper. That was an 80s joke for you babies out there. You're going to Google it later. And so um, here we have the Lord. He's right here at all times. And we don't engage him. We don't pray. We don't talk to him. I talk to God all day long. If you could hear the inside of my head all day long, you would, people would think I'm crazy. I just talk to God all day long. Like, Lord, I'm going to Target, Lord Jesus. I just pray, God, that I don't buy anything that's not on my list. Because as Damon said, we are on our budget. Lord, I just, Lord, I just thank you for Publix, Lord Jesus, because at any time I can get a Cuban sandwich. Lord, did I tell you how much I love the tacos at Casita, Lord Jesus? I just really, I'm just really thankful for that. Lord, I just thank you for Disney World. God, I just thank you that is better than bush gardens like i just talk to god all the time about things that like every single time there's a mini win in our house we celebrate and it could be anything we're buying flowers kaylee's the best at celebrating and so like Esteban and i have just had to learn how to just celebrate every tiny little win so every tiny little thing we had a lot of big wins in our home this past week and we celebrated them all. And I, I just found myself just in the morning. We would go for walks. And I'd be like, God, thank you. Thank you for my home. I would just like walk around my house and be like, Lord, thank you for this bedroom, Lord, that no one's sleeping in. Lord, And it's clean. And I don't have to clean it or that bathroom, Lord God. Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, that um, Esteban, Lord, is handling this. Lord God, he bought me a bike for Christmas. I'm all hyped up in Mountain Dew so I can ride my bike, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just thank you that Kaylee came home, Lord, because she cooks better than me, Jesus. And I just, Lord, I'm just really thankful that Kaylee came home. Praise God. And so, Lord, I just thank you for Esteban, Lord, because he just fixes everything that I break. Lord, I just, like, are you, do you talk to God at all? Like, all day long, I talk to God. When I'm in the car alone, I'm like, what, what worship song are we putting out, Jesus? What song do you want to be praised to? Mm-hmm, Maverick City? Okay, we're going there, God. You know, like, I just, he's my friend. Yeah. He's my best friend. I don't need to feel him to know he's there. Because I engage him every day. Every day. You know, in marriage, they say sometimes, I don't know if this is true, that um, in marriage sometimes you guys like fall out of love. And you have to like work at it. They used to tell us that early on in the 20 years. You got to work at it. You got to work at it. You won't always feel in love. And I'm like, that's a lie. That's amazing. That's a lie. So we would be like, we're in love. The first year we were just like, oh my God, you're amazing. (laughs) beautiful oh my god look at you eating that cereal i just want to like bite your little ear off what is that you're so beautiful what you throw your underwear all over the floor that's fine oh my god yes i spent that money i wasn't supposed to oh we're so in love everything's amazing year three through ten was like if he eats that captain crunch like that one more time i will choke him (laughs) oh hey married people we love you congratulations so i think about that sometimes with the way that we walk out things with god We're waiting for that, like, amazing emotional worship experience moment where it's like, I went to church on Sunday. Oh, my God. 
And the Holy Spirit came in. There was snow. It was a magical. I felt the Holy Spirit, and now I'm ready to go. How about, what would happen if you just came to church every Sunday, never felt the Holy Spirit, but you engaged the Holy Spirit so much in your life, you don't need to feel him to know he's real. And that's what Jesus was saying here. Be persistent. Every morning, every day, be persistent. He also goes on to say, uh, so, I, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. I'm going to say it again. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks and he who seeks and to him who knocks, it will be opened. A lot of us, whew, a lot of us are asking but we're not seeking. A lot of us are asking, but we're not knocking. A lot of us are asking, but we're not seeking. Guys, it's a, it's a threefold process. This fasting and praying, these next 21 days, guys, your walk with God, I know I'm talking about it through the context of prayer and fasting, but every part of your life should be persistent, asking, seeking, knocking, asking through prayer, seeking through the word of God, and knocking showing up for church, doing all the things you need to do, being in community, joining a group in the spring, all the things that we do to continue to knock on the door of all God is doing, that's what we should be doing. Yeah. Woo! I love this. It says, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Also, I feel like that was like shady, but whatever. If you then, being evil, wait a second, Jesus, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Wait, it doesn't say who gives a new job. Wait a second. Hold on. Let me go back. That's wrong. Um, your heavenly father that gives um, all the things you've been praying for to those who have. No, wait. Okay, this is wrong. Hold on. This must be the wrong translation. Um, gives, gives, gives your children. How much more your heavenly father give you what you've been asking? Oh, wait. Heavenly father, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him. Guys, the Holy Spirit is a comforter. Sometimes God wants to give you what you're asking, but you need to go through the process. So what he's going to give you is the Holy Spirit in response. Sometimes you're going to ask for things that you're not ready. You don't have the character to receive it. I remember asking, like, Lord, are we going to get married? You told me a year and a half ago, um, Stephen's still dating the one we don't speak of. Like, Lord, are we going to, like, are, you told me, Lord, you promised me this gift. And you want to know something? I wasn't ready. I was not a nice person in my 20s. I, had, had, I needed to seek the Lord a little bit more. I was not ready to be a wife. And some of us are like, God, I just, why don't I have any more friends? Lord, I need more friends. And Lord's like, I just need you to be a friend to me first. God, I just, God, we really want kids. Lord, can we please have kids? I just really need you to pay your bills on time. God, I just really want, like, we ask God for things so many times that we're not ready for. And God just really wants to comfort us and go, I got you. Wait. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening uh, to the podcast. I hope that this message inspired you and that you leave, um, I don't know, encouraged, encouraged to continue to make Jesus famous in your world. And uh, yeah, just know I'm praying for you and I'm thankful for you. And uh, let's, um, 
I don't know, stay in touch. Send me a DM, let me know how this message blessed you. And um, if you could be so kind, uh, leave me a review on the podcast. Uh, So whether it's on Apple or whether it's Spotify, I'd love to hear from you. All right, guys, uh, I'll talk to you later. Love you, weirdos.